0: You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. 81% of Americans want to write a book. That's really an astounding number, and only 3% of them actually do. This stat is courtesy of my guest today and our conversation on five steps to creating a successful business-building book. I'm joined today by Lynette Pottle, a book coach and publishing mentor. She teaches female speakers, coaches, and entrepreneurs how to turn their wisdom into authority-building, impact-making books in months, not years. Lynette is the creator of the She Gets Published brand and hosts a podcast by the same name, She's a multi-book Amazon best-selling author and publisher of the international best-selling Light Beamers book series, which in episode 102 of the Long Game podcast, we go in depth about this book, so you can go back and check that episode out. Lynette has shared her expertise in places like Hay House Radio. She's a TEDx speaker, and she shared the stage with New York Times number one best-selling author, Jack Canfield. So you know, Lynette, she's got it going on. And, you know, we're business owners here, so we are talking about writing a book that will help propel and promote your business and you as an expert. How can a book help you? There's so many ways, and it's really amazing what Lynette reveals about the different doors that a book can open for your business. And we also talk some key parts of the self-publishing process. And you are all gonna wanna do this one thing that Lynette shares, whether you have plans to write a book now or not. This is a jam-packed conversation. The long game is five steps to creating a successful business-building book. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game, that's my approach to business. You gotta show up, you gotta do the work, and there are no quick fixes for long-term success. It takes creativity, it takes strategy, and it takes listening to the voice inside you. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, bringing you real-world business-building experiences, conversations with creators who are out there doing it now, and ideas to spark the energy in your own business along the way we're going to have a little bit of fun as well. So thanks for being here and let's get to today's episode. All right, welcome everybody. I am so excited for today's episode. We are talking book publishing and you know, there's so many things you can do with book publishing and my guest Lynette Pottle is an expert at helping women become published authors. Welcome Lynette. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation. All right. So let's just like jump right in. I mean, we all know (laughs) that there's a few ways to go about book publishing. You can publish on your own. You can get an established book publisher in the big city as well. You know, this conversation is being focused on self-publishing, so to speak. Or self-publishing, guided publishing, I should say, because that's something that you do, help people with the process, but they're doing it on their own.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I love to mentor other women in starting their own publishing imprint because you can publish yourself professionally, and it doesn't take a lot of extra work to create an imprint. So that's part of what I focus on, and I just love the result.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, I love that you put the word professionally in there because you can now publish yourself and it's not just, it's the same end product. You're getting that same result in terms of quality and look and feel. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, truthfully,
1: most anyone can go on to Amazon, publish a book themselves, it doesn't mean that it's going to be professionally self-published, right? So professionally, in my mind, when I think about self-publishing or indie publishing, you should be able to hold up your book that you've published yourself versus something by Random House, for instance, and to be able to not really tell the difference between the two, like as far as the publishing, that standard. So someone that you learn the standards, you work with professionals, you work with professional editors and book designers and formatters, and you can do all of that yourself. And by the way, like you can get to market so much more quickly, which is why I love to use Mm -hmm. that as a process, because I'm working with female, you know, speakers, coaches, and entrepreneurs and speed to market is important when you're looking at using your book as a business builder, particularly
0: yeah, and let's talk about that. You know, what are some of some of the benefits? Like how can you use a book? It's so much work, I mean, even <laughs> with someone who knows the process and you're being mentored through the process, which thank you for offering that service <laughs> to people. But it's still a lot of work. So let's talk about like what are some of the benefits? Walk us through some of the benefits of you know, becoming a published author. How can you really use this to propel your uh, business and your brand, so to speak? So, you know, something
1: magical happens, and I I can't quite quantify this, but when you become (laughs) a published author, it is an automatic, just innate authority builder. Your credibility changes with people. Their perspective of who you are and your level of expertise changes the minute you become a published author. And so just... (laughs) right. Right. I, it's like, it's hard you to quantify, a taller. You. <laughs> but it does. It's a confidence booster for you also, because once you've totally. done that, yeah, like it is doing a hard thing and we can do hard things. We do hard things all the time. And why not do something that maybe is going to take that extra bit of effort, but a book is For as long as you want it to be. You know, you can say a book is forever, but maybe you don't want it to be forever. That's one of the nice things, too, about if you are publishing your own work, you get to decide is it time for a new version of it? Is it time to take it down? Like you have all the control over that. But also, benefits, business building benefits, okay, your credibility, your authority, but it's such a door opener. Like you get invited to conversations that, and to sit at tables that, were not available to you before. And I hear it again and again, like I've experienced it personally, but with my clients and with just other women that I know that have published, it's the same story that you hear over and over. Like, I can't believe, you know, I got this invitation, that invitation, you know, maybe it's collaboration being able to,
0: you know, that's exactly. And I just always want to say (laughs) on that point, I don't think people are collaborating enough. Like they're not, that is such a value that I'm always trying to impart on my clients that collaboration and partnership opportunities use that, use that vehicle. Oh my gosh. Yes, you are speaking my
1: language for sure. (laughs) You know, and that has been the case with April and I with the Authors Mm -hmm. Program. So those that maybe have met April Adams-Pertwee, she is um, the Light Beamers. And together we collaborated with a book program, an author's program and doing collaborative books, a series of collaborative books. That would have never happened had I not been first a published author, right? And I bring a level of expertise and April brings a level of expertise. She's an expert storyteller. I mean, match made in heaven. We have the same kind of values and how we show up. So that happened. And April and I knew each other for a long time before that happened but that was the connector. It's like okay, this is the perfect time and those kinds of things happen. So, I mean it's new revenue streams, it's you know, new new products, it's so many things if you step into it and if you own it. And we'll talk I think probably a little bit more about that later, but that's the big thing. It's like don't do all of this work and then
0: keep it to yourself. That's one uh, of the totally. big well, things you know, that, that I see. Totally. And that gives you so many PR opportunities. Oh to my gosh. Yes. Of as well, right? Like, I know we'll talk later on about this, but the sharing of the process and all of that, that gives you something to talk about along the way. Absolutely. And of course, once it's released, you're out there and it's you're, you're able to market yourself through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Like it's such, um, there's so many things that you can talk
1: about. And you just have, so for instance, my latest book is about well being. Okay, it's not about publishing, but it opens right. the doors right. to a lot of conversation. It is about my value system and things, you know, I'm a fierce advocate for well being. So it gives me one more angle to open conversations.
0: So it, yeah, it's a good, good thing. And I love that point because we can be an expert in one thing and an expert in something else, right? Like it yes. doesn't lock you into, oh, just this one lane. I love that you brought that up because we all have stories to tell and experience to share that a book is a great vehicle to do that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then if you're using it for
1: your business, it is being intentional. Maybe it's a new market that you want to go into. Maybe you want to start a new coaching program. Maybe you want to start speaking on stages about something that you're really passionate about. So that's a way to kind of make that subtle shift without, it isn't abandoning everything that you stand for in your business. It's just one, it's like an <laughs> offshoot of it.
0: All right, well, let's talk some actionable steps, all right? Like yeah. This is really about, hey, if you've, you know, and, and I know I just want to tell everyone, um, all of the audience, that we're going to link to a freebie from Lynette that is how to choose the topic, how to choose yeah. <laughs> the topic of your book, because that's always a huge question to start with. What do I write about, right?
1: Yeah, because, and this is what I see a lot in, in here in conversations is like, I've done a lot of living. There's so many things that I could write about. I have expertise in a number <laughs> of areas. Like, how do I know where to start? And too, too many people let allow that to be the stumbling block. Like, oh, I'm not sure which one to choose, so I'm going to not choose any, And this tool will help you choose the best idea for you right now, where you are right now, and it'll help you in five minutes or less. So it's like, okay, let's go into action. I'm all about intentional action.
0: Yeah, love that. So that'll be in the show notes. A link to that for everyone who's listening. Go check that out. Okay, so, you know, let's talk about you've got the idea now right? Yep. You, you kind of know, where are you going from there? Like, you know, it is what do you write about, but who are you writing for? All of those pieces, right? You've got to consider. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's so important because like we're passionate
1: about our topic, whatever it is that we want to write about. And that's typically where we start. It's like, what is it that I want to write about? When in truth, what is important to think about first is what does your ideal client What is their problem? What are they looking for? What do you solve? So it's just like the same questions you're asking when you're building your business and deciding on your offerings, you're bringing that to your book. And of course, you still get to write about what you want to write about, but it helps you come at it from the right perspective so that you can meet the client where they're at. It's all about solving that problem for them.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really important because sometimes we come to it with, We have our story, we have our experience first, and that's a part of it, right? Like, obviously, a book is sprinkled with stories and all of that, but you've also got to think about the message in it. Yes, and it is kind of starting, the worst
1: advice, and you hear this all (laughs) the time, like it makes me cringe, is like, oh, you want to write a book? Just start writing. It's like, no, that is the worst thing you can do. (laughs) Yes, I'm all for having a writing practice. You know, if you want to have a writing practice and write in a journal, but if you want to create a book, you need to think about what, where that start to finish. What is it that you Mm -hmm. want your reader to have at the end of that book? What knowledge do you want them to have? Skill, next action. What is the next action that you want them to take when they're done reading the book? Because that is going to influence the whole process. If you don't have that, you've just got a bunch of words on paper and you probably don't even end up with a book. You know, only 3% of people, and there's 81% of Americans who say they want to write a book, only 3% ever do. And it's things
0: like this that, that get people tripped up. Right. Well, it's, you know, again, back to the big endeavor. It's such a yes. process. And once you even start writing, you know, it, for those people who start writing without the, the path or a mentor to help them along the way, that leads them to nowhere, right? Like when you just yes. write the stories, it's like, well, what's the point? you know they haven't thought about the other piece which is really what's valuable about the service that you offer is that you're helping people make those connections between their own experience and their stories and their audience like you're helping weave that thread throughout exactly you know and the
1: personal stories are important sometimes people i i do find um some clients when we first start working together that they are focused more on like in that how to vein. And it's more, it's more like a lecture, mm. right? That's where it starts. And so remembering it isn't abandoning your stories, your stories. That's the thing that's going to connect you to that reader. That might be the first introduction that someone has to you. And that's where you're building, your know, like trust, right? It's through your personal stories and being vulnerable enough to allow yourself to show up on those pages too. So you do want to sprinkle it in. You're not abandoning it, but you're being very intentional about why you're sharing the story that you're sharing.
0: Right. And how it relates because yeah. I know that um, for my myself, I've started on a journey of just even starting to write more and pull my stories mm-hmm. together. And and it's so easy to go off on a tangent, right? You can it think is. about, you know, these stories, how they're interrelated. And all of a sudden, I'm like, and blah, 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 blah. And it has, you know, you've really got to almost go through them and then edit as well. Really pull back to see <laughs> what, like you said, using that word intention, you have to be intentional Uh, About what you're sharing.
1: Yeah. So I'm a big advocate of creating a story bank, you know, which is more like think about Mm. maybe like a bullet journal, right? It's just like maybe a highlight. It's that one line of a story, just enough to spark an idea. And you capture these. And then when you're ready to write your book or a blog or whatever it is that you're going to write and you want a story to support that, you can look through that list and see what maybe connects that makes sense that you can tie in Mm -hmm. a lesson or something versus like, I mean, most people I do, I have stories that I just love to tell because they're freaking fun stories to tell. Right. (laughs) But they don't serve the reader unless it's like once in a while it does, but rarely does it connect to that bigger message. So you have to be careful about which ones you're selecting and having that story bank to pull from is a is A shortcut is really the way that I look at it. So when you sit down and you're starting to do your organizing for your book, it makes it so much easier to look through that list and start to, mm-hmm. to work from there.
0: That is a great piece of advice because, you know, we all know things come to us at different times. Yep. Ideas come at different <laughs> times. And, you know, you'll you'll sit down and be like, what was that? I was, or I totally forget that. And then think of it 10 days later after... You've already written or spent time. So uh, that's a really, really good actionable step for everyone to be taking. Yeah. You know, and whether today,
1: I was going to say, even if you're not thinking about writing a book like in the next six months, like still do it. There will be purpose. We're all, I'm imagining everyone listening to this podcast is a content creator in some way, shape or form. And that that story bank is going to serve you in that same way. So it's a good investment of time no matter how you use it, like go get a bullet journal and start doing that today. I think that's a great, like if there's only one takeaway today, do that, start there.
0: Yeah, that's really a great piece of advice. I know that you have mentioned to me previously that you um, in the books as well, like to provide and reference resources. Like that is a little bit of a twist on things. So talk to us about that concept. Yeah. And this is really specific, I think,
1: for the, you know, the people that I serve, the clients that I serve, because it is about a business builder. It isn't just about mm-hmm. a, a memoir or a, a, you know, a nice story to read. It is, there's a business purpose behind it. And part of what we need to do is strip away. Like sometimes we think we have to put everything we know about a topic into a book, which is very, you know, that's untrue. That's fiction. But having the resource like something additional like giving people enough you're meeting them where they're at you're not overwhelming them you're giving them another piece of information that they can go to if they want to learn more and of course that's also serving the purpose as a lead generator because you're going to have something set up on the back end an opt-in that people can get on your subscriber list and you can continue to nurture them and provide them value and lead them into your funnels so it's very intentional it's also i'm a huge believer in it's not just about like i again talk about cringe worthy things i have picked up books before where it's so sleazy the way that people put in their links and all of this mm-hmm. it's like it's not serving the reader it's clearly just for the purpose of collecting people's information And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where does it flow naturally to be able to provide more information to be able to serve? So if you come from that place of service, how can you serve? Then when they do get that resource and are on your list, you've also built more trust because they know when you say you're going to provide something that's going to help them, you deliver on what you say. So that's a really
0: important thing. Definitely. And I have had books. I've purchased books from business authors who have done that and I always go back to the website and check out what their yep. pieces and you know that is a it's an extension of what you're learning there as well plus I love that that can be updated obviously yes. we know a printed book <laughs> is you know kind of bound uh, so to speak and That resource can always be kept up to date. You can even update it annually and market for people, uh, you know, on the top that this is the latest version of this. So, you know, it's something that can be more interactive and really engage your reader in a different way, especially when you're talking about a process. Like, I love that whole concept.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's also fun to be able to start infusing some of those things might be infusing some video So again, Mm -hmm. that's another level of connection that you meet people in a different way than you do on the written page. And to your point about updating, you know, you can update a book, but there's a process involved in that. Whereas a website, it's much quicker, you know, more nimble to be able to change that. And to your point of, like the annual, like that's a really great, maybe somebody's been on your list for a long time, right? Continuing to nurture them, providing that's one more reason to reach out to them. So it it all flows together. It's It is the long game. Like when you're thinking about how you're going to leverage your book for your business to be a business builder, that's the way that you need to think. It isn't the quick fix. It's about an investment in the long game and how that you can continue to attract and nurture and identify new clients, people that want your service that are uh, ready to purchase from you and that you can serve it because you know it's your ideal client. That's how you built everything
0: out. And you know, you had mentioned earlier when we were talking about some of those opportunities. like you know that you can use the book to promote your signature offers and things like that. Like talk to us a little bit about how inside of the book, you're doing that. What are the ways, I mean, when, you know, I know when we're talking about speaking, we say things like, oh, with my clients, I do X, right? Or so talk to us about using that book and it builds on what you were just saying about promoting and having the audience work with you. Yeah. So some of it, like you just mentioned, can be the
1: language that you use. You don't have to be overt and go into deep details. It's just when you say the word client, work with my clients, that identifies to people that, okay, this is the way that you work with people. Great. Maybe I'd like to work with you in that way. So it can be as simple and subtle as that. But one of the things about a book, when you are creating your own book, when you're publishing your own book also is the way that you use the back matter. And the back matter, if that's a new term, Mm. is that's the pages at the end of the book where you can put like, oh, want to invite Sandra to speak to your group? Here's how you can do it. Or here's my signature (sighs) program. Learn more. You can include things like how to follow you on social. So all of these like next step types of things are at the end of the book, because if you've done a great job with your book, I guarantee you there are going to be people that want to know what is the next step? How can I work with this person? Not everyone That's great. You don't need to work with everyone, but there will be a percentage of people that do. So you want to make that path very clear and easy for them. And again, it doesn't feel sleazy.
0: It's just of service. Like, here's ways that I can continue to help you. Yeah. I always say, you've got to answer the question, what's next? And if you don't, you're leaving something, the relationship on the table, right? You're not, that's how you continue the relationship. A hundred percent. And like you said, it might not be for everyone, but it's, it's there for those who want to take the next step. And I'm sure you've found this yourself. Like when I read books,
1: there's some books that like in the moment, maybe there's not something that I do need to continue further, but I go, like, I change, I evolve my needs and change. And I go back to that resource and I find something that wasn't there for me before, you know, I wasn't ready to receive it or I just didn't see it. So that's the other nice thing about having that, you know, type of invitation in the back matter is maybe it's three months from now. Maybe it's not when the book's released or, but it still continues to give people that invitation to say, come on over, let's continue to talk.
0: Definitely. And because you're leading them to your website, most likely, or to something like that, if you have new offers and and, and new opportunities to work with you, those can be seen as well. So, yes. you know, you can always keep building upon that. Yep. All right. So let's talk about book promotion, <laughs> right? Because yes. you've done the hard work. That's always it. Here we are. Okay, people, I built it. Come. So... Yeah, talk to us about you know promoting your book, and I alluded to this in in, in the beginning mm-hmm. too. That you know, I know that you like to have people follow the process with you. So let's yes. talk about all of it. Yeah, and
1: there's so much to talk about here because <laughs> take a deep breath, lean <laughs> back first.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, there's so much
1: to talk about here because the truth is, like writing a book is work right and it can feel like you finish the book is like boom like i feel good i finished the book you're really proud of that as you should be and you should celebrate and nothing breaks my heart more than someone that has put in all this time energy and effort into creating this beautiful piece of work and they it's like a whisper quiet launch like they mm-hmm. just put it out into the world and never tell anybody about it thinking that like magically, somehow, it's going to become a bestseller and in everybody's hands. And it just doesn't work that way. Most people I find that are going through this process or the women that I work with, many of them, promotion it takes a little bit of mindset work to get there, right? It isn't something that comes naturally. It's one thing to promote other people. We rally behind other women. Yes, we're all about that. But when it's turning the tables to say, here's something that I have to offer, it can feel vulnerable. It can feel Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm not sure I want to do that. And by the way, maybe somebody's going to be judging me and now thinking I'm not the expert that they thought I was before. Like we tell all of these stories. So One of the ways that we work around that is, um, it's twofold. So one is, like you mentioned, is being able to, so we know 81% of Americans want to write a book. So probably, right, isn't that huge? huge Most people think that they have a book in them. And so what happens is that that's why people are super interested in the process, before I wrote a book, I was one of those people. It's like, oh my gosh, like you live vicariously through this other person that's doing the thing that you dream of doing. So by bringing people step by step along the way of like, oh, okay, this is where I'm at. Or I talked to my editor today or, oh, I'm working on the book cover design. Like Every single step of the way, people are interested in that, but also you're building intrigue and curiosity and really getting your audience ready to purchase the book when it's ready. They're going to champion you. You're going to share. Like I encourage people to share the ups and the downs. It's not just about this glossy Instagram kind of representation of what it is to write a book. Hell no. It's the whole thing. It's like, you know, this was really challenging for me today. Or you know what? I almost threw in the towel. Talk about those things. Be real. Show up. So that's in service to people that are watching you, but it's also going to help you when it's time to start promoting the book, start to feel more comfortable about it because you've taken all of these little steps along the way to inform people about what you're doing. So it doesn't feel so like out of the blue.
0: Right, well that's what I was just going to say. It's not the first time your audience is hearing, right. "Hey, I've got this book," right? Yes. They know that there's been an idea 8 months ago and you've mm-hmm. dropped these little breadcrumbs along the way for them to follow along. So, it's natural that the launch is coming yes. and you're building up excitement and momentum for that launch. So, you know, that's even a great Concept for everyone to take away for whatever they're doing, right? Yeah. Like we love the behind the scenes. Whatever you're working on, like let people into what you're doing and what your work is. I mean, I still find I've been doing my work for 12 years, right. and sometimes people will be like, "What? What is it that you do?" You know, and I'm <laughs> yeah. like, "How do you not know what I do?" Like we're friends on Facebook or whatever, right? But like, that's just it. You have to keep talking about what you do.
1: Yes. And be willing to show up in the messy too. You know, I do think that's really important because it makes you human and mm-hmm. it, it gives people permission to know that they don't have to be perfect to do this thing either. You know, I
0: think it's a really important thing. That right there alone, mic drop. That's the second thing you can take away from this conversation. story bank and messy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... We talked about along the way and getting to your launch, what else are you doing in promotion? Oh my gosh, so right, one of
1: the things that you can do is really starting to build. So you have all these people that are invested in what you're doing. And part of what you wanna do with promotion, especially when launch, is gathering a group of people to help support you in that launch. So creating a launch team. These are all things that you can do. And, and, you know, and it's a little more detailed than just kind of high level that we're talking about, but I'm dropping these things just to plant seeds to say you don't have to do it alone, but you do have to lead the charge. No one is going to champion you in the way that you champion yourself. People are going to follow your lead the way you talk about your book that's how other people are going to talk about your book so it's really important to to start building that comfort level and to lead the way and let people know how can they support you a launch team is one of those really important ways and i'll tell you with every book that i've launched and kind of funny right now i'm getting ready to la- launch i'm getting ready to launch a book for my 10-year-old granddaughter and we're doing an the mom. same exact thing for her and i don't do children's books yet that's not my lane Personal development, self-help, and inspiration is my lane. But when your 10-year-old granddaughter comes to you, you do the thing. But we're doing the same exact thing for her, is we're sharing information about the book. We've shared along the way. Every single thing that I'm talking about, as a 10-year-old, she's doing as well. Obviously, I'm supporting her in that. But we've built a launch team. And so people are sharing the same message we're sharing and getting people excited to buy her book. It doesn't matter what kind of book you have. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if it's your first book or your 10th book, the process is still the same. Use other people's energy and networks to support you, people mm-hmm. that are in alignment with what you're doing and tap into those and be willing to ask for the help, right? I think that's a big thing, especially oh, with women. Like asking for help isn't always the most comfortable thing.
0: And that's a really good tip because- if, you, you know, in terms of building the team, you can go wider with yes. a larger network. And those people are your community. You know, they're the ones who are going to buy a book from you. They're the ones who are going to tell their friend. So give them the tools. I mean, I think in this yes. too- you know, it's just a little bit of forethought. What are the tools they need? Because someone mm-hmm. might be listening to this and say, oh, that sounds like a whole thing to organize. <laughs> and yes, you can make anything as big as, you know, it, it can be. But just even thinking about, oh, here's a post that they can put up to share, you know, yes. like giving them the tool to be able to help you, uh, you know, that's a really great way to expand the message and get it out there at launch. That's a really great tip, building the team. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's can- funny because oh, I was gonna say back in the day when I worked in the fashion industry, I worked with a lot of hip hop clothing brands and skateboarding brands, and we had street Fun. teams. And yes. that was their whole that was the whole thing. Like get them dressed up, get them gear to give away, get them stickers. They, you know, when you see the stickers on the um on the freeway or on the lampposts in the city and that was their whole job was to go out and rally different groups of people in different communities to kind of get behind this brand. So, I love that it this is a modern day take on what I was doing in the 90s. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not a new concept. It's
1: applying it in a new way and really using Definitely. You know, and the other thing is people that already know like and trust you love the invitation to help, and to support. And there are ways for every one of my launch teams that I'm involved with, the people that join are also curious about the process. So you give them behind the scenes information that no one else has access to, right? It's a win-win. So it's, it can Super be a really hard. beautiful thing. And that could be a whole episode of itself. I get really passionate about that. So I'm gonna take a breath. Take a breath,
0: let it go, Mike, let it go. That's the whole thing is that, each one of these concepts is its own area that you can dive into but yes. it's about getting um exposed to those ideas right and but that's also why we seek out experts like yourself when we're right. doing things because you know you've got the process set up it's so much easier to step into an established process and let yourself be guided in that process than try and think about it for yourself and You know, these type of conversations are just awakening people to say, yeah, I can do this. I want to do this. I've had this idea. And yeah, I can do all those things, right? Yes. I can work with someone to do all those things. So, um, But that's really the importance of finding mentors and working with experts like yourself in processes like this.
1: Yeah. And whether it's a book or something else, I mean, that is the truth. You are the expert in your zone of genius. You don't totally. have to be the expert in everything. So when it comes to <laughs> like, how do I write the book? How do I get started? Work with a book coach. If it's publishing, work with a publishing mentor. If it's an online course, work with someone that's an expert at online courses. You don't have to be the expert at everything. And you'll learn along the way. Absolutely. And and bonus when it's something that you learn once and then you can repeat on your own in the future. I mean, that's that's the best of the best, right? But- know that you are already part of a community. Being here, knowing Sandra, now knowing myself, all of the guests that she has on the show, you have a network, you know people that can support Mm -hmm. you in doing the thing that you want to do. Don't allow the fact that you don't know how to do it yet hold you back from this really valuable next step in your business.
0: Definitely, and I love that point because we tend to get overwhelmed with, the process of everything and you don't have to be an expert in everything, right? And I believe that when you do go with an expert, a guide, a mentor, you can enjoy the process more. It takes some of that pressure off of, I have to think of what the next step is, or I have to know, and you can enjoy the process because you're able to be creative and able to flow a little bit more Mm -hmm. and say, oh, Lynette's going to tell me what to do next. I'm going to hand this in. And then we're going to go through the next piece. I don't have to think of it.
1: Yeah, it's such a relief to be able to know that, like, okay, we've done the big picture visioning. Now all I need to focus on is the next step. And if I keep following this next step, I know I'm going to get to where I need to be because Lynette or Sandra or whoever my mentor or guide or coach is, they've got my back. They're not going to let me get so far off course that I'm spending a bunch of time, energy, money, frustration on things that I don't need to be spending it on, right? So that is the value in working with someone that's been down the path and tap into their zone of genius to make your journey a little bit more enjoyable.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you know, I want to thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all of this with us because Like you said, 81% of the people, I mean, that's, that's my audience who probably (laughs) want to be writing a book and don't know even some of the first steps, right? There's Mm -hmm. different ways to go about this because, you know, I know one of the things people say holding them back is, oh, I don't have the audience or I don't have the idea, but those are all things that can be addressed and you can do this. You can build that audience. You can create that idea. Go to, um, Lynette's website. Again, we have a link in the show notes where you can download her, um, PDF on generating that idea, creating that idea for yourself. So if that's something that has been on your list of things to do, go check out Lynette Pottle at (laughs) LynettePottle.com. And thank you so much, Lynette, for coming on today. And, uh, sharing with us, exposing us to all of these ideas and to the process. Oh my gosh, I've loved our conversation. Thanks so much for having me. All right, everybody, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more information, links mentioned in this episode and the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on and leave a review. Both of these make a really big difference. All right, until next time, keep playing the long game.